Welcome to Your Adventure Podcast, a motivational podcast without the screaming. A hosted, unedited conversation with guests from all walks of life, sharing their own personal journey, showing that everyone has different outlooks on life, choice of career, and that success looks different for everyone. Get ready to be inspired and be enlightened of how we all have similar journeys and thoughts. Anything is possible. This is Your Adventure Podcast, and this is Dustin Emery. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Your Adventure Podcast, and this is your host, as always, Dustin Emery, and today's guest is self-employed massage therapist, Brianna Haberman. How you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? Not bad. It's Sunday, so it's kind of a relaxing day, which is nice. I love Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sundays is probably one of your, what, days that you always take off, especially yes. being a massage therapist? I'm always off on Sundays. It's just important to me to spend that time with my son, mm-hmm. um, especially since I am self-employed and I work from home. You have to dedicate some time to your family, you know? Yeah. So. And you just have the, the one, right? Yeah, the just one. one. He's eight. <laughs> He's growing up fast, right? Yeah, super fast. Um, It's amazing to think, you know, just eight years ago I was, you know, pregnant. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, Mm -hmm. where did the time go? I don't have kids. um, One day probably. But I have all my nephews and seeing them now, they're like almost teenagers, a few of them. And it's like, ooh, man, where'd it go? Now they (laughs) want to just be independent uh don't want to hang out with you know dads and uncles it's not cool anymore (laughs) i know i know that feeling my oldest nephew is oh let's see here he's um 30 31 Mm -hmm. so and he has his own family and stuff and it's like oh my gosh that's crazy yeah it's so crazy to see that (laughs) well we'll jump in a little bit toward to your beginning okay um i know i sent it to you so Obviously, uh, I would assume massage therapist maybe wasn't your idea uh, coming out of high school or at a young age. So, like, what did you think about it in that moment? Um, so, actually, it was my idea really? from the get-go. I, I always laugh and say I was bred to be a massage therapist because okay. my grandma, when I was a little girl, she would say, fix my feet. And she'd give me a bottle of Jergens lotion, and mm-hmm. she would have me rub her feet and put lotion on them. That from- does not sound fun, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. but So many people are like, I hate feet. Feet are gross. Mm-hmm. They don't bother me. Hmm. at all whatsoever i i mean granted i've seen some pretty rough looking feet but yeah. um for the most part i'm not bothered by feet but that's because i've been doing it since i was three so wow. but really the ultimate goal mm-hmm. um was to become a massage therapist and um so that i could pay my way to go to physical therapy school oh. um but of course that just mm-hmm. didn't happen i love massaging so i really enjoy it now, the physical therapy would have been more like on the medical side, correct? Yes. Yeah. And with my massage, I still um, work a lot on the medical side. I do work a few days a week at a chiropractor's office. Okay. And then at home, um, you know, I do believe in holistic health and things of that nature very much so. Mm. But I do more of a therapeutic massage at home. So it's like a combination of different types of massage, Swedish, deep tissue, um, acupressure, um, just different techniques um so i just kind of combine it all into one and customize it to my clients um, it's a lot of services just for one person yeah so yeah i have 720 hours of training 
So. 720 hours. I'm really bad at math, but 720 hours, was that, uh, like a few months? Maybe? It was a right. nine-month course that I had okay. to take, and it re- was really geared uh, towards the medical side, oh. more so than the holistic side. Um, so I did go to, of course, this was back in 2003. This is how long I've been doing this, but mm-hmm. um, I went to Concord in San Bernardino. Okay, um, I know and, that's cool. Yeah, and they're really medical-based. Mm. So, but... How did you uh, decide you wanted to like add holistic to it? Was that for personal reasons? Um, yeah, just because I think that like they the doctors push so much pharmaceutical, um, and it's not good for your body. Like you see people that are on all these medications and they have complications or you know different issues that come along with it. I mean, pharmaceuticals are very important. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, Western medicine is extremely important, Mm -hmm. but I've really seen a lot of people improve with what they call Eastern medicine, which is more holistic, Mm -hmm. um, and not have to be hooked on those, you know, different types of drugs. So I I can agree with that because I remember when I first started college, um, uh, one of the classes, my electives was a a nutrition class Mm -hmm. and I took it mainly just because I really wanted to know more about it. And we watched some video about this older gentleman who, yeah, to your point, had a bunch of medication that he had to take for just certain ailments, really, right. you know. And he was still walking and, and stuff, so it wasn't like he was, like, bedridden. Um, and then he basically just, like, changed his, like, diet, nutrition, and, like, started, I guess you could say, taking better care of himself and not relying just on the medication. And then I think within about a year and a half, uh, he went back to the doctor's. And they took him off all the medication because he didn't need it anymore. So it, I don't know if nutrition is technically holistic, but that's the vibe I kind of get. Yeah. No, they go hand in hand. It, you know, nutrition is uh, so important, you know, getting your vitamins in and things of that nature. And so, it, you know, when you can balance your body from the inside and, and keep yourself healthy, it comes on the outside as well. And you're going to feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. So when people don't exercise and they don't stretch and, you know, things of that nature when you get older it's harder on your body but if you really maintain your health and you eat healthy and you stretch you know and i know this sounds a little biased because i'm a massage therapist but you get regular massages you know you can keep your body really healthy and you can live a long life an active life so you recommend uh regular massages oh yeah oh yeah so i have clients that i see once a week Mm -hmm. um some i see every other week I personally, you know, everyone's budget is different on what they can afford, mm. um, but at least once a month. Wow. I mean, and you're going to notice a reduction in your stress, too. Um, it really helps you relieve stress to have just that hour to yourself mm-hmm. to relax and unwind and somebody work all the tension out of your muscles and stuff like that. It's going to make you more productive in life in general. You know what I mean? You're going to feel better, have more energy. Your body's not going to hurt. You're going to want to be more active on your time off. But even if you have a desk job, you're going to be more active at your desk because you don't have so much tension. So you're going to be more productive in the workplace. So I'll be honest. I've never had a massage professionally. (laughs) The only thing that I've done that's almost, I guess, to your point about like relaxing and and giving yourself time and your body time is the sauna and an ice bath. Okay. And that the ice bath comes from like just being a basketball player all my life, so that always was something we always did. And then the sauna was just good for that. But a massage, never done. It. Oh my gosh, you have to do it. You book with me. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it. I know. Well, you know my mom, and I yeah. know she's done it a, pl- a lot of times. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I just never done it. Yeah, I mean, 
Honestly, when I went to massage school at that point, I hadn't had like a professional massage. It's just Mm. been like, you know, somebody like, you know, rub my back at the house. You know, Mm. I have a headache, rub my neck, you know, something like that, you know, my parents or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually thinking back to your earlier question, sorry, this is kind of backtracking. No, you're good. Um, You know, I talked about rubbing my grandma's feet, but even as a kid thinking about it, both my brothers played high school football Mm -hmm. and they would have me rub their backs after like football practice. Mm. And so even then, you know, I was already doing it. So, um, but yeah, it's super important, especially if you play sports or like, even if you're like a hiker or just, you know, active, it's, it's, it's good for muscle recovery Mm -hmm. also. So, um, I highly recommend it. (laughs) Mm. See, in muscle recovery, that's why I do the ice bath. That's really the only reason, but obviously, uh, I'm not, nothing's being, moved around i guess right you could say yeah once you experience a massage a lot of people they're hooked yeah like they'll get it and they'll be like oh why haven't i been doing this like why you know like why did i not treat myself to this sooner so now you mentioned that you do uh i can never say this word i always have trouble but chiropractor you mentioned working there um so i've always heard this for years is there a stigma to that because some people say chiropractor like the the adjustments they make it like it's basically bullshit and then some are like no i swear by it oh yeah no i personally swear by it Mm -hmm. um so you know i i get adjusted once a week um because of my body you know i'm so physical it takes my whole body to massage a lot of the pressure that i apply i'm leaning in from my hips you know i'm I'm using my body weight Mm -hmm. as i slide my hand you know up their back or you know that nature so i i do a good adjustments because you're you're spine does get out of an alignment mm. you, things do slide out and at first you know it's just it's a interesting feeling to get adjusted i remember the first time i had an adjustment i was like whoa it was almost kind of scary does it hurt no. like the first time no. uh-uh. but when you hear all that cracking you're like, <gasps> like yeah that doesn't sound good yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a guy um on tiktok there's a chiropractor on tiktok i'll have to send you the link but he puts a microphone on the people as when he adjusts them it's almost like asmr yeah 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 and it's like it's mm-hmm. like so crazy sounding um but yeah it's like their reaction when the first time they get it done they're like oh my gosh like you know but after that it's just it feels natural it feels good it, for me aligning my spine keeps it so that um i maintain what's called body mechanics so when i work I have to maintain body mechanics, which is good posture. I have to do a lot of squatting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, lean in through my legs, um, things of that nature. So that just helps me maintain my body. So Hmm. I never really thought of like massage therapists in that way. But it makes a lot of sense now that you kind of break it down like that. It's very medical, scientific kind of like, Mm -hmm. I don't think most people view it like that. They view it, at least in conversations I've had about massage therapists, they kind of view it as... There's a stigma behind it where like, ah, it's an easy job. You're just rubbing people. Right. Is that, you you get that reaction a lot? Oh yeah, I do. A lot. You know, it's like some people, they'll be like, oh, you know, how many clients did you have today? And I'll be like, I had a killer day. I had eight clients, which is literally exhausting. It Mm -hmm. takes everything out of me. And they're like, oh, you only saw eight people today? And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm, it's an hour session, correct? An hour session, yeah. So, and like I said, you know, I have to use like all of my muscles, you know, and make sure I'm using proper body mechanics so that I don't hurt myself because very easily, I've known a ton of massage therapists that don't use proper body mechanics and they blow their wrist out like within really? six months. Wow. Yeah. The longevity for a massage therapist is about five years. 
Um, and wow, that's short. Yeah, it's super short. Same with chiropractors. Chiropractors, mm-hmm. I think their longevity, I could be wrong, so somebody might look this up and say she's totally wrong. But yeah, it's I, <laughs> I believe their longevity is about 10 years because mm. same thing, chiropractors have to use their body to adjust you. Mm-hmm. They're picking you up, they're turning you, they're twisting you, mm-hmm. so they have to use their body as well. So. Huh. You guys are like athletes. Right, yeah. exactly. So you that's why. think of it that way. <laughs> that's why it's important, like, you know, that I find time to work out during the day and, you know, I'm also one of those people that I have to practice what I preach, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, because I can't tell somebody, oh, you need to stretch, you need to do yoga, you need to go to the gym, and then I don't do it myself. Yeah, that's so, hard. I, yeah. Um, that's what I always think about with, like, doctors. Uh-huh. Uh, some, you know, I, I, I'm sure people can agree, but there's a lot of doctors that are just, like, on the unhealthy side, right? Right. And then they check you out, and they're like, hey, you're unhealthy, but you're, like, probably in better shape than they are, et cetera. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I always think, I don't know if I want to listen to you because it just, you're not doing anything about yourself. Right. <laughs> it's weird to me. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, you know, it's irritating to go see a physician and then they're like, oh, well, you know, you're a little overweight. Yeah. So you're like, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like when was the last time you went to the gym? Right. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I think it's so important. Like in any career, you know, when somebody has a a job, you need to believe in it a hundred percent and you need to do it yourself if you're going to tell others to do it. Even like when you're a salesman, like Mm -hmm. if you're going to sell a product, you need to believe in that product. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And unfortunately, and this is kind of off track a little bit, but when it comes to like selling products, I feel like nowadays with how social media is, there's always somebody selling something right yes but they don't really actually care about it they just want to sell it you know and just get that money which all right fine you 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 can go make your money i have no problem with that but yeah i feel like you want to believe in it a little bit no i hear you especially like all those multi-level marketing Mm -hmm. uh, things like that i did um last year i did something a multi-level marketing company i think it's called like monad or something like that it was like shampoo oh yeah for women makeup and all that yeah yeah yeah. so they do like skincare products which i will admit i did like their skincare products a lot Mm -hmm. but i didn't care like for their shampoo or anything like that and i was like i just can't get behind this like i I had a hard time even though i like the skincare i was just like i eh, like no i can't do this yeah how can you recommend the shampoo to a girl for their hair if you don't like it yeah it's weird exactly yeah. so i agree with that um <clears throat> now i i know uh that there was maybe a gap between your massage therapy uh career and like what did you do or like why did you i guess step away to maybe do something else before you got back into it oh yeah so you know life honestly takes <clears throat> the craziest twists and turns but i do believe you know, walking these different paths made me a stronger person today and a better massage therapist today. Um, so I did start in 2003. I worked at a lot of day spas out in Desert Hot Springs. Okay. Um, and I had my own little side business. I did a lot of traveling, like in-home um, mobile massage, um, which was great. I had some fantastic uh, clients, and I worked at some chiropractor's offices as well. Um, but then the economy took a nosedive. And the housing... 2008, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the... Housing market just totally died and everyone was struggling. And so massage wasn't on people's priorities list. And I, w- I wasn't making a lot of money. Mm. So I had to go get a, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to go get a little part-time job. Mm. And then um, from there, I was just started making money. And next thing you know, I ended up at a towing company okay. as a dispatcher. 
And I was a dispatcher for like six months, but the owner saw potential in me. Like he knew I knew how to run a business Mm. and he just slowly started teaching me how to maintain a business and um, buy different insurances and just all kinds of stuff, how you run a business. And, you know, within the year I was the general manager. Wow. And I was the general manager there for eight years. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I went through that and, and, you know, I did that and it was kind of all consuming cause it's a 24 hour job, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially being the general manager. So I did massage just a tiny bit on the side, just mainly friends and family, things mm. of that nature. Um, I wasn't really too active with it and then things didn't, things ended there. Mm-hmm. Um, your poor mom was my dispatcher there and she was a casualty of my exit yeah. from that company. But honestly, like I said that, you know, that led that led her to a different job, mm-hmm. which in you know, I I can't speak for her, but I think in the long run, it was a better place for her to be. <laughs> uh, where she's at now, yes. Yes, I agree. exactly, yes. I agree. And so, um, but you know, she started working there and she got a hold of me and told me and I started working at that same company mm-hmm. with her and got that corporate experience. And then, um, you know, I worked there um, and I was like an assistant supervisor there for a while. Mm. And, um, of course I worked my way up. Um, but you know, that taught me the corporate world and how that works. Um, and taught me to be, um, better at public speaking and things of that nature. And then, um, life just got crazy and I lost my husband to COVID and my son got sick and he was in the hospital and it was just nuts. And I had to take a step back and I thought, I hate this corporate job. <laughs> mm. um, I want to do what fulfills me and makes me happy, which is massaging. And thankfully, I was, you know, I still had all my ducks in a row for massage. And, you know, I still had my state certification and everything of that nature that I needed. So mm. I was able to slip back into it very easily. But all these other experiences at these other companies made me a better self you know, self-employed person because mm-hmm. now it's like, Oh, insurance, no problem. Oh, I need to follow these taxes. No problem. Like I'm on top of it now because I have all these other experiences mm-hmm. where previously it was a struggle for me. You know, of course I was in my twenties then. Um, it was a struggle to learn how to navigate all of that. Mm-hmm. So those life experiences made me a better, you know, self-employed person. It's like you kind of went to business school, but through work in, exactly. in a way. Yeah. And I feel like that happens to a lot of new businesses in general mm-hmm. where, um, and like, I don't, I don't necessarily believe you have to have like a college degree in business to run a business, but if you do have one, I think it's very helpful because yeah. you're going to have a slight advantage compared to the people who go into it with no knowledge. Mm-hmm. And some of those businesses make it for sure. Uh, but some of them, you see them struggle for five, 10 years cause they're like trying to figure out how everything works. Um, so at least with your corporate experiences, you got that in uh, a non-school way exactly. <laughs> which is good no and i totally agree with that like believe me i'm pro college college is i think you know an amazing thing and but not everybody's college people uh, college kind of person yeah you know what i mean obviously i'm a very hands-on kind of person mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so for me lectures to, are born yeah, yeah exactly so for me to sit in the classroom it's hard to like hold my attention you know what i mean and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, okay, are we almost done here yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, for me to be able to actually experience it in real life and go through it and, you know, have my hands on it, like, okay, how do I go about, you know, purchasing the, this insurance or how do I go about, you know, 
uh, handling the situation, you know, with employees and things of that nature, mm-hmm. um, really just made me like a stronger person because I was actually in it versus reading about it or somebody telling me about it mm-hmm. or how to handle it, I should say. So, um, now, uh, do you think now since COVID and, you know, you obviously went through, uh, traumatic things. So I, I, um, my condolences, oh, thank you. um, now do you think since COVID happened and like now we're kind of, I guess, post era COVID, do you think that mental health for basically everyone has kind of taken a rise and, and especially the reason I say mental health is because I feel like massage therapy is somewhat a, a sub category to that. Do you think it's on the rise since then, especially now that you're back in the business? Oh, yeah, certainly. So, you know, just during COVID, people didn't realize how easily depression can creep in, anxiety can creep in, things of that nature. They were so busy before and they didn't have the, you know, like they didn't acknowledge it, I guess. Mm. And now, you know, during COVID, everyone started realizing like, oh, my gosh, like I do have this anxiety um, you know, like things of that nature and depression and everything. And people started realizing like, oh, you know, if I get massages, it helps reduce my anxiety. Mm-hmm. If I get massages, it helps with my depression. It makes me feel better. Um, and so it definitely had, you know, COVID had a big impact on that and people taking uh, more interest in their health mm-hmm. in general. You know what I mean? Just they realized how much they were ignoring their health, you know, pr- prior to COVID. So. I think especially uh, I feel like also that uh, what came with COVID is people, well, since a lot of people unfortunately lost their jobs, their next step was, you know, what, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. So they started businesses or whatever it may be. And it actually, in a way, you were a part of that yeah. statistic. You know, you just thought this is not for me anymore. Um, and that's been on the rise, which I think is a positive. Oh yeah. I think it's a huge, a huge positive, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's a little bit different, right? So there's people that are, you know, made to be like self-employed, you know, have their own companies and there's people that are made to work that corporate life. You know what I mean? And it sounds so sad to say though, but I get your point. (laughs) Exactly. But they're, they are, they, they need that structure. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not good without that structure. Um, and it's, it's hard to, you know, for them to excel on their own. Um, and then there's people that they're just run like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And for me, I thought, you know what, like this corporate life, I will admit benefits are nice. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have that handled, you know, things of those nature, you know, paid vacations, stuff like that. Fantastic. And that was the appeal to me about the corporate life. Mm -hmm. Um, but once I was in it, I was like, this is stressful. (laughs) Um, and so once I had, you know, my life kind of blow up in my face and, uh, the beginning of 2021, Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, I can't handle that stress. And those benefits are not worth it when I could be on my own. I can build my schedule around my son's needs because Mm -hmm. my son also has special needs. He's autistic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought, you know what? I, I can focus more on him and have a good career still, mm-hmm. you know, and I can figure out the benefits and all of that stuff as I go along. Like I'm very capable of figuring all of that out and you know, I, I made it all work and I have never, it's sad to say like, you know, of course I truly miss my husband, but I'm very happy being an independent contractor at the chiropractor's office and being self-employed mm-hmm. and having my clients. Like I feel fulfilled. It makes me very happy to have that. And it's something that I was missing in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, as an independent contractor, is that, uh, honestly, I really don't know. Is there a difference between that and like having an LLC? Like, do you have 
I guess, a business set up um, for your, your massage therapy or is it just contracting? Like, how's that work? Exactly? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I do have a small LLC okay. uh, just to cover myself, you know, especially being you know, self-employed, you have to have that. <laughs> um, uh, so I do have that. But like when I say independent contractor, it's like we have like we have a contract. Like I work there certain days a week mm-hmm. and um, they they don't take any taxes out of my check okay. or anything like that. So when they pay me, they d- I have to handle all the taxes and everything like with my business. Gotcha. Um, so that's what they call an independent contractor. Um, so, yeah. And so like there's a split there because it's their building, their electric, their gas, their clients. You know, they do all the booking and scheduling. Hmm. I just basically show up with my hands in sheets and I'm ready to go. <laughs> so it, even those few days, do you feel weird kind of being back in like a structure like that or no? Um, no, it's a great balance for me, honestly, hmm. because when I work for my home office, my client comes in, I see them, you know, depending 30, 60, 90 minutes. I do have one client that does two hours, which is a wow. lot. Yeah. Is that too much for- if you think personally? Um, I tap out at two hours. Okay. Yeah. Like two hours, I'm like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they have specific needs and things that need to be done in areas that need to be focused on. Okay. So it kind of makes the two hours go by pretty quickly. Gotcha. Um, not too bad. But yeah, after two hours, I'm like, usually yeah. I put them at the very end of my day. So I don't oh, have nobody sense. else booked after them. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, but going to the chiropractor's office, um, you know, it does give me a little bit of structure, but it also gives me the opportunity to socialize with somebody that's not my client. Right. So. Mm. The doctors there, the office manager, the receptionist, other massage therapists work there. So it's kind of nice to also still have that business outlet, you know, to talk to people about, you know, they're in the same field as you. So you get to have that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice to have. Um, so I enjoy going to the chiropractor's office a couple days a week. And I also thought when you said that, well, I was thinking maybe like new techniques. I don't know. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. So I actually, that's funny. I have um, a friend. She and I, I met her through the chiropractor's office originally. Um, she's a massage therapist and she works a couple towns over. Hmm. We would have never met if I wasn't in that office, but we became good friends. And so now we do what is called trades. Okay. So she comes to my home office and I go to her office and we do we try new techniques on each other like, oh, hey, I saw this or hey, what do you think of this? And so really, it's more of like a training session for 90 minutes, <laughs> but nice. you get a massage out of it and it's it's fun. So. Now, so since you touched on training, uh, what does a massage therapist have to do, I guess? um, Because I don't know if it's like other positions that are are similar to that where you kind of have to like keep your licenses uh, up Uh and all that. Is there certain training you have to do like every year to keep, I guess, your licenses going? So here in the state of California, um, my original training of 720 hours Mm -hmm. is sufficient for my certification. Um, So I have to renew that every two years with the state. And so, um, but what really is important is my malpractice insurance. Okay. They have me, they require me to do training, um, uh, to maintain my insurance with them, Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that I'm staying up to date with the latest, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, medical things and things of that nature. So, um, thankfully, um, because of COVID, uh, everything is online now, so I can take, um, training before you used to have to go in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you'd have to go somewhere and somewhere that they accepted as a place, you know, to teach you, to educate you, things of that nature. So it was a little bit of a, a headache sometimes. But now because of COVID, they have a lot of online courses. So I can do a lot of online education. Now that education, is it, so when I think of like massage education, I'm thinking like if you're going in, they have somebody there for you and they want you to work on the techniques or is it just like you're listening to a lecture online? 
um, about technique. Yeah. So they'll teach, like they'll lecture you about technique. They'll tell you, you know, the pros and cons and things of that nature. And then there's other people there. So you practice mm-hmm. on each other. Okay. Yeah. I see. You, you like, well, I know you said that you're more of a hands-on person. Do you, do you like the online training or no? Um, so convenience wise and scheduling wise, yeah. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have my friend Mariana that, you know, make, you know I'm like, Hey girl, like, you know, I just took this online course. Let's gotcha. check this out. So okay. I use her. All right, that's nice. You got a little hands-on then, basically, after you do the training. Exactly, yeah. So, And then same thing, you know, you never hear a family member say no, they don't want a massage. So, you know. That's true. <laughs> that so. is true. Um, so, outside of your work, you know, what is what is some of your personal life like? And what do you do, I guess, for you and your son to, like, I guess, uh, have a mental break, relax, you know, because obviously running a business, I always hear this. Uh, from everybody, you work more when you have your own business compared to when you had a job, which usually you would think it's the opposite, but no, you work more. Yeah, you do work more. That's for sure. Um, like earlier, we were speaking about Sundays and, mm-hmm. you know, I always make sure that Sunday is dedicated just for him and I to have family time. Uh, recently, we just went to Yosemite for the holiday weekend and uh, we spent, you know, three days up there. I took my parents with us and we got to stay in a year. So, you know, going out and just enjoying the elements is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, if I've had some, you know, good business and things are good, you know, we'll get a hotel room uh, down by Disneyland, go to Disneyland for the weekend um, and just, you know, relax. And really for me, it's like, I try to do things that my son is very, you know, comfortable with and mm-hmm. that he likes to endu- enjoy because if he's having a good time, then I'm having a good time because mm-hmm. it's just very chill and, and relaxing. And then there's other times that we just hang out at the house. Like I am one of those people, I truly love my home. And so I decorate it for every season, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I enjoy that. So I just decorated for fall. Uh, when we got back from Yosemite and so now I'm just enjoying all my fall decorations and relaxing at the house. Um, but because I do have a home office, mm-hmm. it's like very easy for people to be like, Hey Brie, are you available? And I'm just like, ah, oh, mm. it's hard to say no to money when you're self-employed. Very true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I like to camp, um, shopping, of course I like to go shopping. Um, and then personally, um, I do get a massage once a week, mm-hmm. um, to help myself relax. Um, I always make sure to book that in. Um, I like to go, you know, manicures, pedicures, you know, the girly things mm-hmm. why my son's in school <laughs> and I have time in my schedule. So is there anything you do for, uh, like, I guess mental improvement? Um, oh yeah, certainly. So I think it's important. Um, you know, like I spoke earlier about having camaraderie with the people at the chiropractor's office, they are like fantastic, um, to, to hang out with outside of work too. Mm-hmm. So going in, um, one thing that I've, I, they introduced me to, I'd never done it before was uh, a sound bath. Oh, I don't even know what that oh is. Uh, you have to explain. Yes. Never heard of that. So a sound bath is amazing. So they have these crystal bowls. They also have Tibetan bowls that are like made out of like a metal that mm. are like hammered by hand. And so they take a little like, I don't know, it's like a stick and it has like this leather thing uh, wrapped around the, t- the tip of it okay. and they run it around the bowl and okay. it gives off like this amazing sound and they have different bowls. Um, and this is like when you're going to get into like the holistic side of me here, okay. they have different bowls for different chakras on your body to balance them. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds kind of like what sketchy, but once you experience a sound bath, it's amazing. The vibration from the bowls that run through your body just relaxes everything and helps like just kind of helps you de-stress. 
And so, so are you sitting while someone is doing this or are you uh, doing this to you yourself? Lay, no, you lay down. So okay. somebody plays the bowls and okay. you lay down and it's almost like you kind of meditate while they're playing the bowls. Like you kind of clear your mind and okay. you relax. So the first time I experienced at it, hmm. experienced this was at a place called the Integratron. Oh, never heard of that. Oh, you got to look it up. Okay. It's in Landers. Okay. And um, shameless plug for this place. I've only been there a handful <laughs> of times. But um, anyways, uh, it's called the Integratron. <laughs> The history on it, uh, you'll have to check it out. It's the creepiest. It goes back. Oh yeah, ways. this guy like. Um, <laughs> so I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe in this part, but this guy mm. says that he was like visited by aliens and they gave uh. him blueprints and he built the Integratron, which was supposed to be a time machine, but he never he never got to finish it. Okay, so okay. he ended up with sound bowls instead. So mm. no, so so he never finished it, and mm -hmm. then he when he passed away, the blueprints disappeared into thin air. Like nobody could find them again to finish oh. it, oh. right? Hmm. So I don't know. It said empty, and then somebody bought it, I think, mm -hmm. and then somebody else, the people that own it now, they bought it. Okay. And so huh. it's really cool because it's a dome shaped building. So okay. when they and they decided to start the sound baths, so they liked oh, sound baths. Okay. So they started the sound baths inside the Integratron. Wow. And the way that the building is shaped, it bounces off the walls. So it penetrates deeper into you. Oh, okay. But there's also interesting history there about, like, they actually, it has a stronger um, magnetic pull in mm. that area than anywhere else. Kind of like a vortex. Yeah, kind of thing. So yeah. you have to, like, I don't remember exactly the full history on it, but they've actually had, like, major universities go out there and confirm oh. that the magnetic pull on that property is higher than anywhere else. I'll have to check it out. I, check it out. I especially love, like, um aliens and all that yeah <laughs> if i believe them i don't know but it's just interesting to listen to and be like yeah maybe yeah conspiracy theories in general are interesting right um as long as you don't i guess go too far exactly there's a fine line right yeah i mean like you can be line. interested in it and like you know know about it mm -hmm. versus somebody that's like out alien chasing yeah yeah i don't mind knowing <laughs> about it and like listening to it because it's just interesting to learn but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna be out there pushing the agenda i guess right exactly it's yeah. not me yeah i mean that's why i was like i don't know about this history mm. and i like i said i i've been out there just a couple of times and they kind of tell you the history of the uh, integratron before you go into the sound bath so mm. like i said i was there to relax so i was just kind of like uh yeah but they have posters and stuff that and you can look it up on their website it tells you all about it okay anywho so sound baths i think are amazing i love them um the other thing that i love to do is a sauna mm -hmm. like I absolutely love the sauna. And this goes back to health and fitness, right? Like we had spoke of earlier. Mm. I think it's so important for me personally to get into the sauna. I just find it very relaxing. And to have that sweat and like detox, mm -hmm. you know, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoy doing that. Um, and then, um, yeah, just anything I can find that's like holistic and good for my body that will help me relax, I'm all about it. <laughs> With the holistic, are you... Um... What exactly are you doing with your patients that's holistic? Like, is there certain oils that are made? Um, I, I, I'm sure you probably have heard the name. I think doTERRA. doTERRA. So, yeah, shout out to mom here. But, like, she's got a bunch of that stuff. And uh -huh. I've used a few here and there for certain things like headaches, et cetera. And it does work. Um, but I was still kind of iffy about it when she was like, take this over Advil. And I was kind of like, mm. but... <laughs> Uh, so is that like doTERRA, is that something you use? That is. Like I, all the oils? I do. So, um, you know, it just depends on like what's kind of going on and what I have on hand, but mm -hmm. I automatically put them into my main oil. So I use a uh, biotone oil. 
Um, and um, I just put a couple drops of whatever. So I think right now, currently, I have lavender in it because... That's always a go-to, I feel like. Yeah. Or I hear that one a lot for massage therapists. You know, exactly. Lavender. Because it helps you relax. It's mm-hmm. a nat- it naturally helps you relax. But I knew yesterday, the client that I had was like way super stressed. So I was like, oh, we need oh. this. Um, I really love eucalyptus, though. And I like it, too, because if you look up aromatherapy, it'll tell you it plays, you know, doTERRA talks all about it and that's Mm -hmm. what they're all about. Um, But really, like, there's just, like, different ones that can, you know, work for, like, tight muscles and things of that nature. So um, I really like them. And I just naturally put it in my oil because I like how it smells. (laughs) It's a strong smell. But it smells good, though. I give you that. Oh, yeah. And you have to you know, you have to know, like you only use so many drops, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want, especially my client, I really don't want them to be overwhelmed by that smell. You know, mm-hmm. some people are very sensitive. Um, and that's something that I learned like, um, in my journey, you know, is having my son and him being autistic, I would have never thought about somebody being so sensitive to noises and smells and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. for him, it's like almost everything's kind of heightened. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm very like, oh, yeah, I only want to put a couple drops in. I just want to have a nice, small, you know, aroma to it. Not something that's going to be overwhelming because that could turn somebody off if they're, you know, sensitive to smell. So I know that, and I know this isn't in the massage therapy, but like going back to your kid, uh, your son, you know, being autistic, I think. Uh, so I, I work with autistic children as well mm-hmm. and therapy. Um <clears throat> And I think that's almost a thing that a lot of people don't understand who maybe don't have children like that or work with children like that. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how like a little thing that isn't a big deal to us is a super big deal to them. A sound, uh, you know, a a color. I don't know. It could be so many things. Um, Having been in it for a few years, uh, when I first got into it, yeah, I was kind of the same. I was like, wow. I was like, that. I would have never thought that. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know, when somebody's on the spectrum, and of course it's a spectrum, right? So we have high functioning, yeah. you know, to low functioning, and you know everything in between, and you know, everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. So a smell that I might like, you know, you may not like, and that's just human nature. But sometimes when you have, you know, somebody on the spectrum, it's not that they don't like that smell; it just may be too overwhelming mm-hmm. to them for their sensory system to handle. Um, and you know, and so, but yeah, it's just it's kind of interesting. Same thing, and it made me honestly be more aware of touch too, right? So, mm. they they teach you in massage therapy, like, oh yeah, you know, everyone wants a different type of pressure, you know, things of that nature. But for me, it really hit home mm. because my son. You know, he doesn't like to be massaged. He likes what's called compression massage, where you like squeeze the body part, like you oh. squeeze their arm, their okay. legs, things of that nature. For him, he loves to have his jaw squeezed hmm. and that relaxes him. Interesting. And, and like if he's in a meltdown and I squeeze his jaw, it calms him down immediately. Hmm. But it made me even more aware of people's different sense of touch by having him. So. And almost uh, pain tolerance as well. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've uh, seen people who are just talked to people who have had a massage and they didn't like it because they thought the massage therapist was too hard. And they're like, oh, well, it hurt instead of actually felt good. Um, but I never really understood that, I guess, until really in this moment. And now it makes sense because I think back to uh, tattoos. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I have tattoos. And my pain tolerance is a lot higher than some people I know. 
and they'll ask me like, oh, I want to get a tattoo here in the same position that you had and how did it feel? And I'm like, well, I, I, it, it was okay. It's fine. Like, I'm good. I don't know how you're going to feel. Right. But I guess massage therapy could be the same. Oh, exactly. And, you know, a good massage therapist is going to ask the client, you know, how does that feel? And I always tell clients all the time, everyone's sense of touch is different. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to hurt my feelings by telling me that you need me to adjust the pressure because this is your time. And I want it to be enjoyable for you. So if you need me to go lighter, please let me know. If you want me to go heavier, please let me know. Because I want to make sure that you're, you know, satisfied with your massage. And that goes back to being self-employed. You want that client to return, right? Yeah. So you want to customize it to them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, in your field right now, is it, do you feel you have more women clientele or men clientele? Um, so I actually have, um, I don't know. I have a good mix. Mm. Um, but I do tend to get a lot of return male clients Mm. because I, you know, I'm not a little girl, um, by any means. Okay. And like I shared with you before, I do use, you know, a lot of my body weight, um, to when I massage. So I do get a lot of, uh, return, uh, male clients because I can give a heavier massage. Yeah. It made me think of that only because like, predominantly more males have like outside jobs, construction, et cetera. So I would think a massage would be right up their alley. Exactly. It it is very true. So uh, very physical, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, I do get a lot of construction workers. Um, I get a lot of truck drivers, Mm. guys that move heavy equipment, stuff like that. You know, I do have several of those type of clients. Mm. Um, But then again, you know, I, you know, can get a counselor from a college, you Mm. know, because he's stressed out because, you know, or teachers, you know, kids, you know, kids can be a handful, (laughs) you know what I mean? So Mm. I I do, I do have a variety, but, um, you know, I, I do have a lot of male clients, I will say. So, so for the, for the, so this is basically a question for the people who are maybe thinking about massage therapy, um, especially being self-employed, you know, I think, Getting your, I guess you could call it a studio, correct? Yeah. So, like, getting your studio, what do you think was, like, your biggest expense? I would assume the table, but that's just my assumption. <laughs> no, actually, well, so your table can get expensive. Um, I am in the process of saving for an electric table, which can run a, uh, about $1,500. Um so that is probably the most expensive uh, piece of equipment. But if you get just like a traveling massage table, eh, 300 bucks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So honestly, my education was, that the, was the biggest thing. expensive thing. Yeah, it was back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot of money now, but when you were in back your, in that day, back yeah. in that day. And when you're in your early 20s, it was a lot of money. But yeah, so um, school cost me a little over $10,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, which isn't a lot compared to college loans. Trust me. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I have a brother that's a teacher and he took out a lot of student loans to get, you know, his master's. But, um, yeah, it's not a lot. But to start a business, just, you know, like, okay, I'm going to start a business. Now I have to get my education. That $10,000, like, mm-hmm. was a lot to come up with. So. I do want to backtrack because I was very curious about it. The, so, an electric massage table? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, what is it? So, it's adjustable, right? So, mm-hmm. which honestly is going to be better for the massage therapist and for the client. So there's a foot pedal. So you can raise the table up higher because not everyone's the same size, right? So my manual table, I have to adjust the legs manually. Mm. Um, If I have an electric table, I can raise them up. If they're a heavier person, Mm -hmm. I need it lower so I can get deeper. But if they're a thinner person, 
I need it a little bit higher because they're not as thick as the previous person. Mm. So that way I can keep good body mechanics. Mm. Um, and the other thing that I love about it is if I have, say somebody I have that they have like a lot of like um, swelling in their legs, mm -hmm. I can tilt the feet up so that way it raises their legs a little bit to help with circulation. Mm. Why maybe I'm working on their neck or something like that. So, um, or you, you, sometimes you, I do have a fair amount of senior citizen clients mm. Um, and they are the best clients, let me tell you. How's, how's that? <laughs> because they're very consistent. Hmm. They always show up on time. That's nice. They always, if they're going to cancel, they let you know like days in advance if they have to reschedule. And, and it's not really cancel, it's more rescheduling. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them can take a good medium pressure. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so they're just, they're just great. But um, a lot of times they can't lay flat sometimes, you know, depending on medical conditions and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So to have an electric table... I wouldn't need as many pillows and things like that. I could pro I could sit them up and adjust the, the head of the table so they're sitting up a little bit more. Same thing in like a prenatal massage. Mm -hmm. So when someone's pregnant, some ladies, um, you know, at a certain point, you know, you can't lay flat on your back. So to be able to tilt them up and not use as many pillows and things like that, it just makes them more comfortable. It's a better experience for the client. Okay. And since you were talking about like older clientele, um, I am curious because it is like a self-employed, you know, business. Um, I don't know, is, is massage therapy, uh, is that covered under like insurance for people or do you take insurance? Are you allowed to? Um, so the, I think there's only maybe two insurance companies out there that cover massage therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it has to be done on a referral uh, to get to get it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, most insurance companies don't cover it, which mm -hmm. is very sad. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of it, insurance companies don't pay very well so um so you would lose money maybe oh, if you took oh i would lose money yeah really? yeah yes insurance companies don't pay um even the chiropractor mm -hmm. they don't pay the chiropractor very well either so um you know it is sometimes a, a loss to work with insurance companies wow, um, i wouldn't think that yeah, no, insurance companies are all about making money for them. Yeah. Not I, about paying it out. <laughs> I just figured I just figured because of like the medical field, like a big part of their business is obviously taking clients from insurances. So I figured, yes. oh well, yeah, it's gotta be a benefit to them, you know, or like a yeah. or I guess a, a fifty fifty relationship, but maybe not. Yeah, no, um it's yeah, it's not insurances do not uh pay for massage, unfortunately. Um, I think if they did, more people would get them and they'd be in better health. They probably just think of it as like a luxury, they do. I would assume, correct? They do, yeah. And not as a medical procedure that's going to help an individual. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like they should really, it's sad because if insurance companies talked to people that got massages, they would realize the health benefits. You know, I, I have one lady that um, she started with a different massage therapist and um, she wasn't able to move her arm. She had a surgery um, and she, uh, on her up on her shoulder collarbone and, yeah. um yeah okay. well it was like um sorry the muscles escaping my mind at the moment yeah, okay um, i don't know trap. it either so <laughs> she it was up on her trap muscle okay i'm um, sorry i don't know why i had a hard time pulling that together anyways <laughs> um up on her trap she had a surgery and she wasn't able to lift her arm up but she had just had so much scar tissue up there it was preventing the mobility of her arm mm. did the doctor ever say hey go get a massage and break down that scar tissue no. Yeah. They're like, here you go. Here's some take Norco. A, take a pill. Yeah. yeah. They had her hooked on Norco so bad. Like she couldn't get off of it. And then she started getting a massage and we started breaking down the scar tissue 
And now she has full range of motion mm. where she couldn't even lift her arm before. And so she comes once a week. She's one of my once a week people because um, once we got that scar tissue broke down between myself and another massage therapist, she was kind of bouncing back and forth, seeing where she wanted to land, you know. Mm. Um, and he was the other massage therapist. He was a, um, he was more like he did more um, like sports massage, okay, which is a little bit different than like the therapeutic massage that I did. So it was kind of good for her to go between the two of us. And then, um, long story short, now she can move her arm. She comes once a week, oh. and she loves it because she doesn't. She's not in pain anymore, and she's not hooked on Norco no more. She mm. was able to wean herself off of the Norco because she was in so much pain. Wow. So. Yeah, I'm um, the the pill thing. I just remember some of my, uh, so I'm just going to add to your story. I just remember some of the injuries I've had, like as a basketball player and even just for like minor sprains and, you know, uh, swelling, whatever for knee, ankle, uh, shoulders. Um, some of the stuff I thought was like, again, my pain tolerance is a lot higher. So I was like, that's eh, not that big of a deal. Like I'll be fine. But I do remember just for like little injuries like that. Uh, that some of the doctors they would be like, hey, you want you know Vicodin, you want Norco, like, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm good, like, yeah. and I, I knew obviously like that would help probably pretty much anything, but I also thought of it even at a young age. I was like, well, no, that stuff can be pretty addictive, and I was like, I thought for the type of injury I had in the moment, that was probably too much. That was that was too high of a prescription, I think. Right. That, and that was my mindset. Um, but back to what we were talking about with pharmaceuticals, like doctors get incentives and more pay to push certain medications yeah you know unfortunately right exactly and it's it's sad that that's the case you know what i mean but like they say you know money is you know evil in a way in a mm. sense right in a you sense. know what I mean? in a sense it's a necessity we need it but yes. there's also yeah there's it just comes i think it comes back to just agreed for a lot of businesses that's the word i was looking for agreed yeah for a lot of businesses and um even when even if you're a small business like you i guess you try to stay away from like the greed aspect in a way Mm -hmm. but you still need the money regardless somehow oh yeah you have house payments and bills Mm -hmm. and car payments and things of that nature so of course you need the money and if you even to unwind and relax right it's not exactly free to just go camping it still costs even though it's a cheap vacation yeah it still costs something right it still costs money yeah it still costs money so and sometimes it can get expensive mm-hmm. um well you're probably experiencing maybe a little bit more of that now as a as a business owner because well i guess everybody too but our economy right now is not in the in the great uh standing inflation ridiculous yeah no and i have seen you know a small step down in my clientele Mm. um you know looking at my books before i was just constantly you know booked and i really didn't have like any openings and i was booking weeks out in advance um so i'm still a booked you know like a couple weeks in advance but before like i was almost like six weeks in advance so yeah it's like two months yeah so it would just you know i've noticed that people are are holding back and they're not doing it um as much but that's that's part of the business you know Mm. what i mean and so you know going back to money and being self-employed that's something that i had to teach myself um when I very first started was, you know, you can't spend everything you make mm-hmm. because there's going to be, there's going to be rainy days. There's going to be slow times and you need to put money in savings, you know, and have that little security blanket, you know, for when times are slow. Um, but, and before it was hard for me to weather that storm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got that part-time job and took the path that I mm-hmm. took. 
now that I'm older and I'm wiser, you know, I've learned, you know, like, okay, I need to have something set aside for these slow times. So it's not as hard on me, Mm -hmm. um, but I have noticed a step down in, in people spending. For sure. Yeah, I would imagine, especially when gas started rising. <laughs> exactly. That was our first indication. And that's when I said, nope, I'm not doing mobile massage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, you're yeah, right. I, I think about that. Exactly. So this time around, like, I was like, oh, I'll do mobile massage. And I was doing a, a few of them. And then the gas prices just started going up and up. And I was like, you know, what I have to charge the client in order for it to be feasible for me to go, like, mm-hmm. it's just you know, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? I I just don't want to do it because I, I, I'm a firm believer in, I, God put me on this earth to be a massage therapist, not to get like super like religious. I'm not a super religious person, but you know, I like, that's what I love to do. So I try to keep my pricing reasonable. Mm. And when I'm looking at it and I'm like, I have to charge X amount of dollars to go to somebody's house. Like, I just don't think that that's justifiable. They can just come to me. They can spend their gas to come to me. You know what I mean? So I can keep the price. Now, what's, um, oh, what was, I had the question right there. Um, oh man, I lost the question for a second. I had it too. Um, oh man, I gotta think again. As we were talking about massage therapy. Mm, Oh, okay. So as a small business, what are, you know, I guess your biz, your biggest expenses on a daily for something like that? Because, you do have to deal with the economy and you're self-employed. So a lot of, I don't know, I know you talked about savings. So a lot of the money, do you put it back into the business in terms of advertising? Like, how do you, how are you getting your clients to you? Like, cause you're still a business. So mm-hmm. I would imagine in my head, I think there's probably some type of advertising you're doing. So that was my question that I was trying to get back to. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly don't advertise. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that being is the chiropractor's office I am booked out six weeks in advance there. Okay. I'm super busy. Um, and then for my home office, because it is my home, mm-hmm. um, that is strictly done on invitation and referral only. Oh, okay. And so I don't want to advertise because I don't need a weirdo showing up at my house. Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess I didn't mean the advertising like with your address yeah. or something oh, like yeah, that, yeah. but I guess just like massage therapy the in general, like how you... How are you getting yourself out there besides, I guess, the chiropractor office? Yeah. So really, it's just it's word of mouth and referrals. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have some amazing clients that refer me out a lot. Um, and that's how, when I started over, that's how I, I built my clientele up mm-hmm. was um, my neighbors. They, uh, I, you know, told my neighbors, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm massaging. You know, you guys want to come over? If you refer somebody to me, like I'll give you a discount. Uh, and okay. so thankfully I have some awesome neighbors that are really into um, some of the local like sporting communities and things mm. of that nature. And they referred a lot of people to me and then they referred people to me. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, I don't really do too much adver- advertisement. You ever think like maybe you want to do that or no? You like the way it is? I kind of like how it is. Mm. I mean, really my biggest advertisement is my business cards. Mm-hmm. And I found a very inexpensive way to do that, you know. So most of my money that I put back into the company is, is my overhead, my oil, my sheets, mm-hmm. um, you know, water to wash. I have to wash and dry all those sheets. That, that's your highest the, expense, you think? Those are my expenses. That's where a lot of my money goes back into is the detergent, the fabric softeners. And I make sure that I buy good quality stuff because, mm. you know, since it is such a referral-based and you know, business for me hmm. at this point, I, I want to make sure that they have very nice sheets. They have, you know, 
a great atmosphere mm -hmm. decorating you know the room and of course i have to keep my home decorated very nicely because they come into my home you know and it's an environment it's an environment it's yeah. an experience yeah okay <laughs> that's kind of what i mentioned before that we started the show with the studio we're in right now it's yeah. like uh, my mentality has always been go big go home right like, um it's very sport uh that's a very sport mentality but it's just kind of how <laughs> i've been for most of my life right but, yeah so that's i guess what i was thinking about with your company um <clears throat> and the so the one thing i wanted to talk about before we almost rattle off here towards the end was uh we never talked about uh pricing so for a massage i guess in general for like your basic massage i'm sure most people Usually, when if I ever have a conversation about massage, most people think it's super expensive mm -hmm. and maybe not worth their time. Right. You know, like, so what would be, I guess, your rebuttal to that? <laughs> like, what is your pricing? So, um, I, you get what you pay for, right? Anything, any product you buy, if you buy cheap, it's mm -hmm. not going to last you a, a long time. Mm -hmm. Same thing for massage. If you can find like a super cheap massage out there, you're probably not going to get the best massage you know it's going to be what i call a fluff and buff where it's like very light and very oh, okay <laughs> you know what i mean like not so fantastic you can still pay a lot of money for those two at some day spas but um for me my pricing i want to always keep my pricing fair mm -hmm. so i have like a, a theory when it comes to my business you know it's it's the five f's it's um you want to be friendly but you want to be firm in your business stance, right? Mm -hmm. or, I'm sorry, the three F's. It's you want to be you want to be friendly with your clients. Mm -hmm. You want to be firm in your business stance, but you want to be fair. Mm -hmm. So it's the three F's, and so you want to you want to make sure to charge a fair price because you want them to be able to come back. Yeah. So for me, I keep my price, you know, pretty pretty fair. Um, I have some <laughs> colleagues that charge a little bit more than I do, and they always tell me that I should up my price. Um, yeah, that's why I asked the question. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, but you know, I want to make sure because like I shared with you earlier, I have, you know, senior citizen clients and I know they're on a fixed income. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure they can continue to come see me. But also I want to make sure that that, you know, stay at home mom that doesn't have, you know, a ton of money because only one person works, mm -hmm. but she needs that hour away from the kids in the house and she gets to enjoy herself that she can afford to work it into her budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of look what's going on in the industry, um, what everyone's charging and I try to put myself in the, in the middle. Okay. Um, so, and prices for massage have gone up, hmm. um, just because our oil's gone up in cost, our sheets have gone up in cost, the water to wash the sheets, the gas, hmm. you know, I got to make sure I always have a good washer and dryer on hand. <laughs> Um, and so things of that nature. So I always try to put myself in the middle of pricing. Um, so. And that kind of goes back to, I guess, your stance with being firm. Because obviously for your business, you still need to get a profit back. Exactly. Without, yeah. Because yeah. if you go too low, then it's like, okay, what, what am I doing this for? Exactly. If I go too low, then I'm just, you know, I'm just covering my costs and I'm not mm -hmm. making anything. And, you know, like, not to sound greedy, but that's not fair to my son and I. You yeah. know, I need to make some sort of profit so that we can enjoy our life, you know, and, and go do fun things. Um, matter of fact, like, I just recently had to raise my prices. And so I had a, a client message me yesterday and he was like, oh, hey, do you have an opening? And I was like, I do. I was like, but, like, I just a heads up, I had to increase my rates and these are my new rates. And, you know, this is my, I do have an opening that I, for, cause I had a cancellation. I, you know, mm -hmm. I have an opening. 
do you want to take it? And then it took him a minute to respond. And then he's like, yeah, I'll take it. Um, and so typically he's one of those people that tip because some people mm. tip on top of their massage. Um, so he paid the new rate, but he didn't, tip. he didn't tip. So, and you know, it's kind of funny how, well, you know, depending obviously on the economy, um, people, yeah, get really ingrained into one rate and somehow they fail to realize if the economy is going a certain way and certain expenses to that business affect them, they have to raise prices, but you lose people when that happens, but they don't see like the bigger picture, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, not that I expect, you know, I'm just saying his, his normal pattern was to tip. Yeah. Um, and he didn't this time. Tips are not required. They are certainly appreciated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, you know, I, I know I had to do it to cover my costs and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Um, so I wasn't offended or anything, but I thought, you know, that might be the trend going forward Mm -hmm. is, but at least I know I'm guaranteed to cover my cost and make a little bit for myself versus hoping that I charge the old rate and hoping that they tip me so that I can make a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't worried too much about the tip, but I was, when you were starting the story, I thought maybe he was going to say no because all your rates different than, you know, because, because I'm sure there's plenty of people that go to massage therapists that they see a new rate and they're like, okay, I'm done with this one and right. I'm going to move on to another massage therapist that has the rate I want or whatever, whatever, which they're inclined to do. And honestly, when I was, you know, sending that text message, I thought, you know what? He's probably going to say gonna no. Bounce. He's going to bounce. I thought for sure. But, mm-hmm. um, nope. He was like, okay. And then, so I was like, okay, we'll see what happens yeah. here. And I'm, you know, but I, on, you know, I rather charge the rate that I need to charge than to, work for free in a sense or or yeah. even like hope for a tip to like cover Convert. the rest exactly yeah. yeah you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah rather you know it's it's a double-edged sword in a way but you know i i have to go with the flow of the economy of course. you know so and again like i said i think a lot of people who don't have a business or whatever and i'm sure before you had a business maybe you even thought that way because i know sometimes i've thought that way uh-huh. um yeah they just don't see the bigger picture they don't understand why a business has to do it exactly yeah they don't realize the overhead that's involved yeah overhead yeah that's always a bummer (laughs) but um all right well we're we're towards the end here so the last question i always ask everybody um is you know what does success mean to you and you can you can split it into maybe your personal life and even your business life or you can just combine the two it's really up to you yeah so um success to me uh, it's the big picture it's me me being happy in life and raising a good, round, well-rounded, you know, child, mm-hmm. and giving him the best life possible, and you know, having the career that I have, being a massage therapist, makes me happy in life, and providing, you know, that type of service to people and seeing them feel good, seeing them, you know, thank me just because they feel so much less stressed and that fulfills me and that makes me feel successful when I'm able to do that for my clients. And then when I see my son so happy and enjoying life, that makes me feel successful. So just being happy and being a massage therapist makes me feel successful. All right. We'll take it. Um, is there anything you want to add to people about massage before we send off? Yes. You need a massage. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Even if you had one last week, you probably need another one. No, I'm kidding. But no, I really think that people should um, get a massage at least once a month. Um, It's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. And it's just going to make you feel better. And don't be shy with your massage therapist. (laughs) 
And if the pressure is too much, tell them, you know, and if the pressure is too light, tell them because you're paying for a service and you want to make sure that you're getting what you pay for. But communication is key with your massage therapist. All right, folks. Well, you heard it here first. Um, Thank you for tuning in to, to today's episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Your Adventure Podcast with Dustin Emery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this podcast. And we hope that you've been truly inspired and motivated. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Your Adventure Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Adventure Podcast signing off.